Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I have noticed, and I don't know if this is the same at your place, but man, we seem to have a ton of birds this year. And I have had my house, cars, pool deck covered in bird poop. Yeah, we had, uh, we've had a little bit of that ongoing. And I don't know if it's just because of the pollen or... Because the pollen this year, they're saying it's because we had that early heat. Remember that, mm-hmm. that like hot flash, that yep. really warm week uh, when uh, we were just gotten into lockdown? Yep. Uh, and that, I guess, is what started all the pollen going. I don't know if maybe that got the birds going as well. I don't know. We, you know, we said during uh, lockdown and COVID that we noticed a lot of wildlife returning, right? We saw right. animals and, and creatures that had uh, kind of gone off into the woods and uh, tried to stay away from us, and they were back to taken over. I have a feeling uh, birds did a lot of humping over the... <laughs> well, they've been eating well. Yeah, they certainly have. It's all over my car. <laughs> and I noticed the other day, too, this is one of the, the downsides of owning a pool, is that I looked outside and I noticed that the pump didn't seem to be going that strong. Like, usually the flow uh, from the jets. I'm like, no. what's happened there? And why is it so slow? And so then I go outside and immediately I thought exactly what you're thinking. I open the skimmer lead, and there's a big dead bird inside it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I said, Maria, come come get this bird. Come get this bird out of the skimmer. Yeah, so I took a plastic bag and put my hand, kind of like you'd pick up dog poop. I put my hand in one plastic bag. Oh, really? Dragged it out of the skimmer, put it in another plastic bag. Yeah. Every year, I've had, this year hasn't been bad. Every year, there's usually a mouse or something. Uh, and I did find a dead mouse. That, they're, they're usually floating in the pool. You just use the skimmer, you get them out, and I yeah. flick them into my neighbor's yard. <laughs> get them over the fence. <laughs> but I've, yeah. Hey, a mouse is pole vaulting. I, uh, yeah, and I actually, well, I told you the story a couple of years where, a couple of years ago, I think, where uh, I called myself a hero because I saved that chipmunk. That's right. I yeah. just happened to look out my back window, and I saw the thing trying to scurry up the side of the liner. I said, you rip my liner <laughs> and break your neck. But, uh, yeah, so usually you find it when we lived in Windsor, I found something. I don't even know what it was. It was the size of a basketball. Uh, and it was just, I looked out the back and I went, do we own a black basketball? <laughs> and, of course, it was waterlogged, so it weighed like 80 pounds. But we lived behind a, a park, and so I did. I, I didn't know what to do with it. I wasn't getting near it, so I literally put it, got it out with the skimmer, hauled it across the backyard, and catapulted it into the park. It was funny because a neighbor of mine in Windsor, I figured, oh, so other wildlife will come and eat it. Uh, a neighbor of mine who worked for the city, he was listening that morning, and he calls me the next day. He goes, I couldn't believe He says, I heard you say that because I drove right over to the park right away, found, found it, it, and got rid of it. For me. He goes, yeah, thanks. He said, thanks, Craig. I said, give me your number. Yeah. I'll just call you directly next time. Oh, yeah, that, that's part of the... Uh, that's part of the... Uh, the uh, the downside to owning a pool. Well, I even you know talked to my buddies at Colonial Pools, and they've told me some stories when they're open and closing of the things that they oh they found. Yeah, you pull that cover off. Yeah, something got well. Families like missing a dog. They think it ran away. They find it inside the pool. Oh yeah, yeah, Yikes. yeah. These these things happen. Mm. Yeah. So enjoy your dip. Today. <laughs> You're warming it up. We're coming over. <laughs> Spent the weekend uh, considering. This horrible story out of Kamloops and all these indigenous children that they found, 215 dead. And they say over time, 4,000 plus could actually be the number, the amount of children who died with these uh, residential schools. And as much as we like to 
look down our nose at America and all of their racial problems. We've got blood on our hands in this country as well. Absolutely, yeah. And it's just so tragic and sad. And I, you know, it's it's. I think back to to how those parents. For me, most of it was thinking about how those parents just never knew where the hell their children ended up. Mm-hmm. Like brutal, absolutely yeah. brutal. You know, it's bad enough to lose a child, but more often than not, when you do, you find out how, and you're able to grieve properly and, and put them to rest. Uh, these people carried this horrible nightmare of their entire lives and and you know part of that truth and reconciliation commission that it started was recognizing some of the horrors that this culture has been put through yeah. and and apologizing for such you know as if an apology can only do so much mm. Just, you know it, it really is sad it really is scary uh that not only did this happen but this happened in our lifetime mm-hmm Right there are people, uh, you know, alive today who were affected by this uh, that lost their children. That's a terrific or point. those that took part mm-hmm. in this are still are upright. still alive as well. You're right, and that's a great point because I think so many of us go, "Oh, well, it was the 1800s. What right. are you going to do?" Yeah, it no, was. it wasn't. No, you know, this happened in the mid 1900s yeah. as well into the 1970s yeah. at some of these places, and and you know, it, it reminds me of. Um, of a movie scene, and I, I tend to go back to this kind of stuff. And uh, you remember the movie A Time to Kill? It was a John Grisham novel. It was Matthew McConaughey and As Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, and his daughter had right. been raped and killed. Ex- exactly yes. right. And they, um, and, and in his defense, and, and you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen a forty-year-old movie, um, <laughs> that you know, he, he he took the jury through it all, and it was a, a young black girl who had been uh, you know assaulted in all of this. Uh, and the father had, uh, you know, gone back and and taken revenge, uh, but he had the jury close their eyes and told them what happened to this young girl. And in the end, just said, "Imagine if she was white." Mm-hmm. And the scary part is, you could do this today. When you see a flag at half mast today mm-hmm. on a government building, stop and take a think for a second. Had this affected, you know, someone that you know? And and throughout this past year in this pandemic, a lot of people have been able to put, brush this aside and said, I don't know anyone who's had COVID. It doesn't affect me at all. Mm-hmm. And and we shouldn't be able to do that with this, with with what happened to these children mm-hmm. um, and the memorials of, of, of tiny shoes that are happening around government buildings and, uh, and, and on the nas- national capital uh, in, in Ottawa. It, it's so sad and it is so, you know, emotion is so much so emotional to see it all that you know when you see one of those flags today mm. at half mast just think about it no you're 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 spot on and you know if you've listened to this show enough you know that i have zero use for most religion and the fact that the catholic church was at the beginning of this they should be uh, held responsible on some level and and if we're putting out little shoes, look, if we were able to put out hockey sticks across this country, we should be able to put out little shoes right. just as much and it was interesting over the weekend. I saw a few posts uh, after the Leafs lost. Of uh, that's it. I'll never follow this club again. <laughs> I am so done with them. Forty something <laughs> years. I can't do it again. It's over. There still is one more game. Right. And as much as I also believe it's probably over, there still is one more game, and the Leafs can win and move on to face Winnipeg. Yeah, it, you know. We we it's 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 funny how as like us sports people 
love to go back into history mm. and bring up the stats. And most fans will hear it and go, well, that's years ago. Like, mm. that team is long since passed. And, and, you know, there's no indication why this year would be any different than or or or, or anything the same as years past mm. uh, when it comes to the stats. And then this happens. And you get to Game 7, and you think, well, we haven't won a Game 7. Yeah, we're 0-6 in the last one, so forget it. And the excuse we always used to use is about the pressure in Toronto. Well, right now... There is, like, from a spectator standpoint, there is zero pressure. Right. They're not outside of the arena. They're not in bars screaming. You know, they're not in the arena, of course, and they won't be, even though the push was on. And let me say this about that. I I think it was us first. I'll lay claim to it that it was us first. might have been somebody else, but I don't care. We'll say it was us first. We had been pushing for frontline workers to be in that arena. Fully if, vaccinated. Yeah, if not for at least Game 7, which at that point we didn't know there would be a Game 7, but we were at least pushing for Winnipeg if if it turned out that we faced Winnipeg. And now we had uh, the mayor of uh, Brampton, my hometown. Patrick Brown. Yeah, obviously, look, smart minds come out of the West End, baby. <laughs> Brilliance comes out of B-Town. Peel region. Right. Uh, Bramley forever. Anyhow, uh, Patrick Brown was pushing to have people into the seats, as Montreal did have. And, damn, it looked good seeing people in the stands again. That yeah, was great. His words were, you know, f- you know, follow. If the science says fully vaccinated people are okay to be in the same building mm-hmm. with each other, then why wouldn't it be possible yep. to do that? Yeah, I know on the other standpoint, there's, you know, people who are saying... You know, there are a lot, there's a lot more in life going on here than hockey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why are we going to bend the rules perhaps for a hockey game when fully vaccinated people still technically aren't allowed to get together right. indoors otherwise right. yet because we're out of stay-at-home right. order? Uh, but how know. many fully vaccinated people do we have? What is that number? That's got to be incredibly low still in this country. Uh, the, the percentage is, yeah, still, I think it's single digits for, right. for fully vaccinated. But, um, yeah, I... Listen, I get it, and I and you're right. Twenty five hundred people did sound like a lot more. Looked like a lot more mm. uh, in that arena on Saturday night, and I got a couple of goosebumps when they were singing the national anthem. I thought it was pretty cool just to hear that again. Yeah, for sure. And what you, you know, what has been great, I thought all along with the broadcasts feeding in sound has been the cheering, and you don't really miss it. What you've missed is the booing, mm. right? Because they haven't been feeding that in. Right. Right? So when Galchenyuk touched the puck first, the ver- you know, a former Canadian, mm-hmm. and he's booed. Right. Like, whoa! Yeah. What was that? Yeah, no. Now, I got a little confused because, or not confused, uh, upset, I guess, or bothered at the price tag of what went on with those tickets because I thought, like our idea, let them in for free, would be the way to do it after this pandemic. A little th- uh, thank you and a salute. I thought, okay, maybe that's what the Habs have done. They've allowed frontline no, workers. No, no. No. no, you also have to be uh, not only vaccinated completely, but have a lot of money in your pocket. Yeah, well, uh, those weren't, I don't think, original sticker prices. I think they just went for the normal sticker price. Mm. Uh, they were offered first to season ticket holders and you know sponsors, corporate stuff. 
uh, of course. So, you know, the average sure. Joe Blow who sits in the nosebleeds uh, every once in a while wasn't going to get his hands on these tickets right away. Mm-hmm. What has always been a beef has been these official ticket resellers. Right. Right. And so right away, some of those tickets went back up and saw prices, you know, in the in the four digits and sometimes five, right, for a, for a pair. Wow. You know, where you're looking at four or $5,000 and the fees go up with them as mm-hmm. well. Like a $5,000 ticket price and $1,500 in fees. As if the work that they had to do changed <laughs> between a $50 ticket and a right. $5,000 ticket. Yeah, Not was, at all. It was a key button. That's it. Delete. Oh, yeah. Or the pass. fact that they still have a printing fee when you don't have to print your ticket yeah. anymore is still yeah. pretty crazy. You just flash your phone, but you still pay a printing fee. So when Saturday Night Live comes back next year, boy, it could look totally different. They're saying about five cast members might be hitting the bricks. And most times with SNL, people last like eight to nine years. That seems to be the um, the benchmark for okay. a lot of them. And then they move on to movies and other things. And a lot of them have stuck around uh, much longer than that now. Could have been because of COVID that made them stick around a little longer. But Keenan Thompson, A.D. Bryant, Cicely Strong, Kate McKinnon. And Pete Davidson all saying that uh, they could be done. I think, I think obviously, Kate McKinnon, the biggest of those. Keenan Thompson, too, partly because he's been a staple. Mm-hmm. 18 years he's been there. Right. Um, boy, that's a long time. That's a long run. 18 and years. And he's done other stuff outside of that. He's had movies. And, 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 and he's got his own TV show now, too, called Keenan. Right. Nor- normally, when you get a star leaving, it's because, you know, they're the one. Like, if it was just Kate McKinnon leaving, mm. you, you could see that. All right, mm-hmm. she's going on. She's just going to concentrate on movies. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes so much sense to see five leave at the same yeah. time. Is- and even Colin uh, Yost is uh, saying he might uh, hit the bricks, too. Well, he's just got to get his wife to make another he doesn't Avengers movie. And- <laughs> Babe, gonna- I, I want to I buy a villa in Italy. Can you, do a, can you do another Marvel movie for us? That would be great. So, yeah, we'll see. And there's, you know, up-and-coming cast members. And we always think, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be so weak. But it carries on. I remember when um, Kristen Wiig left uh, not that long ago. And it was a whole thing of, oh, my gosh, what is SNL going to do without Kristen Wiig? And it it carried on. So Uh, It it somehow still amazes me, though, that, you know, that we even really talk about Saturday Night Live or that it it has endured as long as it has Mm. because it really does have a window for for so many people Mm -hmm. like for me i i might get excited when there's a certain host on i can't remember the last time i watched one watched it live or hung around after the first musical break really yeah not even for a weekend update uh no sometimes i don't most times i don't make it to weekend update See, uh, I, and because of the online content, you just catch sure. that later, right? I haven't I haven't been awake till 11.30 or midnight on a Saturday night in a very long time either. I can't remember the last time I watched it live. But it is a, it is a staple in our home Sunday morning. Yeah. When we have breakfast, as I PVR it, and we sit and we watch the whole thing. And you know, fast forward through the commercials and all of that, and it's over in less than an hour. But, yeah, I... I watch it front. To, I can't remember the last time I didn't watch an entire wow. episode of it. So I now, even, like you follow them on Instagram, you follow SNL mm. on, on Facebook or Instagram or social media, and they post yeah. their bits or some of them, right? I just can't. And, it, you know, it, obviously it's an age thing, whatever it is. But when I hear people say, well, I just watch it on Instagram, I can't sit and watch anything on my phone. Right. I've got this beautiful TV, home theater system, sounds amazing. What am I doing looking at a Palm Pilot? <laughs>
with a little <laughs> tiny, stinky little uh, speaker in the back. You know, right. I just... I, I, of course, I fall down YouTube holes when I'm on the can. Of course, I will. But to just sit on my computer or whatever and watch television, it, it makes zero sense to me when you've got this big screen TV in your living yeah. room. And well, yeah, not, some don't even have it, or oh, they project yeah. it onto it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Anyhow, we will see. Come, uh, I guess September, because SNL is now done for the summer. Uh, how it looks when it returns, and so many people always say, "Oh, SNL." is uh, long since dead, but it continues to do very, very well, and it is the go-to, certainly, during election time. You know, when you had Alec Baldwin playing Trump and all that, people just, that that's where they hit hit it out of the park. Speaking of SNL, I watched, you know, on my phone yesterday, a quick little, it was like five minutes on on why Chevy Chase got banned mm. and and how he has officially been banned, mm-hmm. I guess, from SNL. He's the biggest a-hole ever. Right, and just, and all the events that kind of led up to uh, to him just with co-stars off on screen he's fine and one of the most beloved characters mm. off screen hated oh oh yeah bill murray wanted to well they had a, they fist had a fight. fight yeah there was uh, the first uh, back it, in the 80s there was the first openly gay cast member and he was basically dropping the f bomb at him constantly and- i guess he he tried to to write a bit where that that person had AIDS. Yeah, right. I thought that was because funny. He, he thought that was funny, and okay. he 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 tried to uh, to put that on the show. And I guess the the final straw was he slapped Sherry O'Terry in the back of the head. Wow. Oh yeah. If you read anything about Community, that sitcom he was on, uh, how much they all hated him on he, that. He went after Donald Glover on yeah, that yeah. show, and apparently, just his goal was just to make his life a nightmare. Yeah, yeah it is absolutely crazy. I know it's it's really strange, isn't it? Because. When, just the person he is in movies yeah. seems so great. Yeah, Clark Griswold. <laughs> he's <laughs> a lovable idiot. He's anything but. Ah, uh, it's a good day. Teddy Reader, Helinda's Meats, joins us. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craigie. Good morning, Lucky. Soaking in the sunshine, Ted. How are you doing? Ah, uh, you know, can't complain. It's a beautiful day. Living life in lockdown. Ted, Ted, you can complain. We're just not going to listen to you anyway. Why bother, right? What what are you going to do? Um, I was on your Facebook page, and one of the first things I noticed, and it was probably in a rock your block, I think, or I was incredibly drunk, I don't know, and we were out for the evening. But there is a photo of you and I where it almost looks like we just got married. I'm laying a lovely big smooch on your cheek, and you look to be enjoying it. Eh, well, you know, it's not the worst thing that's happened to me in my life. Ah, <laughs> uh, and our Teddy likes to cuddle. And it looked like we were having a good one there. Um, it, Cuddling is good. Cuddling is good. It certainly is. Now, you said you did something uh, with uh, tacos that's a little different, and you're always doing things different, and that you did uh, lamb tacos. Normally, we just go with the ground beef, but lamb sounds interesting. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, I trying to figure out what to cook, you know, with the family and running around and doing stuff. So I thought, well, I had picked up some uh, ground lamb and I seasoned it with lots of garlic and my, actually I used my Bollywood bone dust and mixed it all up. And then I got, uh, I threw a cast iron pan over the fire, got it nice and hot, hit it with a little olive oil, threw in some diced onion and some chilies and threw in the ground meat and sauteed it off very quickly. Make sure that you don't get the, you want a hot pan so it cooks fast and maintains the moisture in the meat. You don't want to end up with liquid in the pan. So nice and hot. And then we took, uh, I took flour and corn tortillas, made a little bit of a, a salsa 
and spread that onto the tortilla and threw them onto the grill just to toast, sprinkled some cheese, and then hit it with the, the ground lamb mixture. And then we had some avocados that I threw onto the grill and a little bit more salsa, some cabbage, and uh, we were having a good little party at the family. Let's go back to the lamb because I, I'm pretty sure I've had it uh, in like kebab form mm-hmm. or, or, or just regularly. I don't think I've ever had ground lamb before. Is it, uh, you know, how lean would that be? It's it's pretty lean. It's about like ground beef, uh, medium ground beef to uh, lean ground beef in that okay. range. Probably about 15% internal fat on it. Um, nice flavor. It's nice and easy to work with. You treat it like you would uh, ground uh, beef or ground mm-hmm. veal or or even ground pork. And it's, it's nice and tasty. It just changes it up. You don't always have to do... Lucky, we got to get you out of the schwa. No, I, you're, you're stuck in this rut. We got to get you into some other other flavor avenues. I, I, I have had lamb before, and I've had uh, I've had bison as well. I've had uh, bison tenderloin. I think it went one restaurant. And, and have you had bison think, testicles? No, I have not. Uh, you see, you're not living until no, you've had I, yourself no, a set listen, of nuts I, like I that. I don't know if that's the kind of life I want to live. Ted, little known secret: that was his nickname in college, <laughs> bison right. testicles. <laughs> but aside from that uh okay so let's talk about that if you are going to if i'm going to go to the butcher and i want to adventure a little more into a a little variety Mm. of of meat with a little bit maybe more of a gamey flavor what's what's the next step if i if i'm going away from my my regular steak well i always like doing a a mix of three which is ground beef ground veal and ground pork Mm -hmm. and i think you get a nice balance of flavor in there and it's a great way to up your your burger game and and take it in a little bit of a different direction it's it's the ground meats that you can do so many different things with. you can turn them into a kebab if you want you can make your meatballs you can make round burgers and and smoke them so that they're nice and juicy and really, I mean, just experiment. If you go with something like beef or lamb and pork, you don't really need anything in there to help bind it together and give extra texture. But if you're going to do something with chicken or turkey uh, or even uh, fish-based uh, burgers, then you're going to want to add a little bit of potato starch or cornstarch in there to help bind it and set it. And what that does is looks for any residual moisture in the meat and holds it in there and keeps it nice and moist and juicy. And, Ted, of course, uh, the joint up and running again at El Dorado Golf Course. Uh, what do we got on the grill at the joint right now? Ah, well, this week we're going a little down into the Buffalonian world. Mm. And uh, we're going to do beef on whack. Why beef on whack? Let's explain, please. Ah, <laughs> low and slow smoked roast beef shaved thin on a Kaiser roll that's been topped with roasted caraway seeds and salt. Okay. And you said going buffalo. I thought you were talking about wings. Yeah, Yeah. wings, yeah. No, 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 no. Great sandwich, if you ever go down to Buffalo, is beef on whack. Okay. And it is uh, shaved roast beef, and it's just super, super nice. So we're going to low and slow smoke it and uh, shave it up and pile it high. Okay. Excellent, Teddy. That is, of course, the joint. Open Thursday through Sunday, El Dorado Golf Course. People want to talk to you about that or any other grilling. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, you'll find me at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.